lost uh, uh, the facility right the low humidity feel is moving out, replaced by the higher humidity feel, and that's going to allow the nighttime lows to be warmer than they have been as well. 80s of the day dropped to lows of 70s tonight. Isolated, if any, and widely scattered for the morning. Scattered to likely. We'll see a thunderstorm or shower for the afternoon tomorrow. Early morning, 70s. Tomorrow's highs go to the middle 80s. Pretty good chance of showers and storms in 80s. Wednesday as well as Thursday. Ralph Sanji, WGSO, the Gulf Coast Stamp Club will have its fall 2021 stamp and postcard show Friday, October 1st, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday, October 2nd, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. at the St. Martin Community Center, Lemoyne Boulevard, I-10 exit 50, St. Martin, Mississippi. Free and open to the public, there's free parking available too at the St. Martin Community Center, St. Martin, Mississippi. Sponsored by the Gulf Coast Stamp Club. More info at the Gulf Coast Stamp Club. September cannot believe it. Time flies. Whether you're having fun or not, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. This is the Food Show. We've been talking food here for 33 years and then some. First, Tom did a very long running show, mostly about dining, but I don't dine nearly as much as he did. And when I inherited the show, we moved it more to an actual like food show rather than dining. But we still talk a lot about food and we talk about dining when we can. I mean, it's not been all that easy to get out for us lately. And then of course there's the continual revolving door of crises in town. So, you know, that affects people as well. So if you have had a great meal or even a good meal or even a meal, as Tom used to like to say, if you've ever had anything to eat in your whole, whole life, we're not quite that desperate, but I could see how he could be from time to time. But if you did go someplace fun and eat, uh, we would love to hear about it. I just learned from a guest that we have here at the Coolwater Ranch, a good friend of ours, Chuck Bio, came over for lunch and is at this moment visiting with Tom. And he mentioned that he went to the new San Lorenzo in the Hotel St. Vincent. And uh, I am very curious about the San Lorenzo because they have a Bistecca Fiorentina on the menu. And that is something that you don't see very rarely. As a matter of fact, it's probably the only place that you could get a Bistecca Fiorentina, which is sort of the official steak of Tuscany, Florence, uh, is to ask Chef Andrea to cook one for you. I can't imagine any place else that would actually have... Um, have one on the menu but they do have one on the menu and um it is something that i'm looking to get in and have at some point but he is here and visiting i might drag him in and ask him for a report because we don't get many reports uh on the show which is a pity because i know people are still eating out and i don't want to discourage any reports because it's fun to talk about food especially new food or different food 
and uh, new places. So uh, we were talking with Chuck about going to Galatoire's because he is a huge fan of Galatoire's, as are we. And we haven't been there with him in a long time. So we're going to do that because Tom got out for the first time yesterday. We went to, you know what, Patty? I, I may be a little delusional. Hmm. But I'm thinking that Tom and I will meet you and Bob at the Duck Festival oh, that at would Gabrielle be sometime in October. That would be great. Yeah, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we went out to Anchor, our usual spot, because Anchor's my happy place. And we went on a beautiful day yesterday and met all of Tom's sisters at Anchor. And look, I got to say, I don't like the new program there, but it is born out of necessity. Well, I love the food. The food is actually pretty spectacular for a place of that kind. It's spectacularly good. And what I say of a place of that kind, it is underneath a building. So it's like, you know, you know, these houses are raised. If you were to eat under the house, it's under the restaurant Chifuncta. So it's a breezeway, basically. It is right on the side of the river. It is uh, shared with a playground for the kids. It doesn't have to be great because you've already got the river. You've got the playground. You've got the breezeway on a nice day. It doesn't have to be great. It's kind of like chimes doesn't have to be great, and it's not. (laughs) But anchor doesn't have to be great, and it is. Uh, The group mostly stuck with a fried redfish sandwich. It was a whole piece of redfish cut in half, batter fried, delicious on homemade bread with fries. I mean, you don't have to do that at a place like that because you got the boats and all the other stuff. And so um, it was It was really good. So I had, um, what did I have? Oh, 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 I got my favorite thing there. The hot dog, which is also homemade. I mean, you don't have to make your own hot dogs, you know? (laughs) And so I'm just thinking, I mean, especially if you're going to charge $8 for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but I'm grateful for it. And I just love to go there. And if I don't go there once a week, I'm sad. And so I was glad that we, I I was kind of thinking I was going to be, you know, a prisoner all weekend and not be able to go anywhere. And so on Saturday... I took Tom downstairs because we have a deck that's got five steps and we have two, we have one in the front and one in the back. And so I took him down the one that has the railing and we walked to the car at no problem and went to anchor and met his sister. So I'm excited because, you know, after the grueling, I should say gruesome hospital visit of two weeks, I didn't think any of these things would be possible again. So all of you who are praying for us, uh, they are definitely working, and uh, I thank you for them. Anyway, so Patty, my fantasy, and I don't even think it's a fantasy, is that Tom and I will leave after the show one of these days coming up, 
and meet you and Bob at Gabrielle. That would be awesome. For Duck Festival. Awesome. For Duck Festival. Okay. So that's, remind me of that because, you know, things move pretty quickly around here, mm-hmm. but that's <laughs> my new thought. Okay. Okay. Today is corned beef hash day. You know, do you like corned beef hash, Patty? Not really. My, uh, you know, my mother used to fix it and I kind of remember eating it, but it's not one of my favorites. Okay. I don't think you should go by that. Because I knew you were going to say that. It's like I can almost (laughs) say what you're going to say when you say it. I can almost say what you're going to say. And it took me a long time. First of all, I've told this story more than a few times. And this is, um, this is, I don't know what person would think about me listening to this story, but it's funny to me. So when I was in my 20s, I dated a guy from Beverly Hills who had a French chef that cooked for the family. Mm. And I went out there and stayed with them. And that's where I, that was my first intro to really gourmet food. And when I told that guy, who was actually a fiance for a while, when I told him that I was marrying Tom, first of all, there was this long silence. And then this evil guttural laugh at the prospect of me marrying a food guy because (laughs) I was um, aghast at the salmon mousse that was served by the French chef there. And one particular, I mean, this goes to show you how, you know, ignorant and arrogant a young person can be. But um, I always grew up with corned beef in the can and so that was my barometer of corned beef and the guy and his family were Jewish and so they spent a lot of time at Junior's Deli which is sadly now defunct and was around for a very long time in the Westwood section of Los Angeles and they would go probably every week and get things from Junior's and I thought that Junior's had that Jewish delis really stink for one thing. And um, and I, I just don't understand, you know, things like gefilte fish and stuff like that. So we went to pick up some things. And one of the things that we picked up was some corned beef. And um, he ordered it. And then we got it. And I didn't pay any attention to it until we got back to the house. And they were opening it and admiring it and eating it like I call it meat snacks here. And they were just talking about how gorgeous it was. And I went, what is that? And they said, corned beef. And I said, well, that's not corned beef. Corned beef comes in a can. (laughs) So that was my my, um, display of utter ignorance with these uh, people who still wanted me to marry their son. But anyway, um, it was... uh, it was telling, I'm sure, for them. I'm glad the French chef wasn't there. He would have killed over. But it was beautiful corned beef. I wound up still not eating it. But it wasn't until, I guess, I don't know, maybe oh, 10, 7 to 10 years ago that I actually had corned beef hash for the first time. And it is one of my favorite things. Real corned beef. Where did you have it? Well, I 
the first place that I tried it was actually also in Los Angeles, in Pasadena, at the hotel where I always stay when I go. It's called the Langham. And one of my great pleasures in life for a very long time was to go out in the morning, in the California morning, and sit out by the pool and have breakfast out there. And they had this pretty eclectic menu of things like huevos rancheros, corned beef hash, and now it's gotten very Asian because there are a lot of Asian travelers there and because the hotel is owned by a Chinese company. But um, but there are a lot of people complaining about it because it's so different, it's not really even American recognizable. I mean, you're, if you're in America, you should probably, you know, have American food too. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's the first place I had it. And... Um, the to me the best corned beef hash and i'm looking fervent feverishly looking for his text um is done at the lake house by pete kusiv who is currently i guess not working so much because the lake house got obliterated but um it is really delicious his corn do you do you eat corned beef as it's like roasted corned beef like mm. if you were to see it on a carving steak no not usually no, not at all no okay okay and you've and you've tried it you've like you've you've had that experience and said i don't like it i think so I, you know i like it I, I really couldn't tell you to tell you the truth uh the okay. corned beef i remember is the corned beef in the can like you said yeah and, yeah, yeah no no that's and really yeah. i kind of liked it you know <laughs> oh oh okay oh then but, you probably if you like that then you might not like this yeah because but it's the i've real seen deal. the corned beef in the deli and i've just i don't really mm -hmm. understand it to tell you the truth mm -hmm. what? okay what well it? um it's well it's corned beef it's it's brisket that is corned and it's got certain spices in it that make it distinctively corned and actually if you looked at it you would see um what looks like crab boil you know the little mm -hmm. um mustard seeds and things yeah. like that in there and it's it's so good i mean i just oh my god i love corned beef that's what they make and a whenever, reuben sandwich out of right yes but i don't i'm not a fan of reubens no a reuben is pastrami which oh, is okay. smoked corned beef pastrami is smoked corned beef so um pete at the lake house before the before covid the lake house had this lovely buffet and it was 33 dollars and it was like being at someone's outdoor glamorous wedding on sunday it was it was ugh, i loved it anyway of course that all was shut down with covid but he used to have on the carving station a corned beef sometimes and i asked him to text me whenever he was having that so that i could come have it because it was so good and for $33 for a buffet, I mean, that's that's a crazy price now. You know, buffets are usually twice that now. So um, he would make a corned beef hash out of the corned beef from the carving station. And essentially what it was, just little tiny diced potatoes and tiny bits of corned beef mixed with onions and peppers and, you know, uh, vegetables like that and it was just so good but you know who's doing a corned beef that is acceptable but not great and that is um in metairie there's a, a 
it's the Blue Line Sandwich Company, and they do a breakfast there. And what it is is it's a corned beef hatch chili um, hash, and um, it's good. It's good, but it's not. It's not. I mean, I I get it if I need to have corned beef hash because sometimes I really want corned beef hash. But it's not as good as like Pete's. And it's kind of really hard to find really good corned beef hash. If, if anyone knows where a really good corned beef hash is, I would be very interested in, in hearing that. 5569696 is the number. Let's go to, oh, you know, should we take a break? Let's take a break and then go to Darren because we're kind of running late. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294, 4815 Conti Street. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood... The best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and Dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. Mandeville Seafood, celebrating 25 years. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Well, for one thing, it's not as hot as it is today. I'm disappointed that it's gotten warm again. It's definitely not as pleasant as it was last week when I was sitting out here. Let's go to Darren. Hi, Darren. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How's it going with you? It's going good. Going good. I was I was actually just calling to touch base with you on a few things. But also, I thought about you because I, I was looking at social media this morning and my my cousin had posted, I think, as fast as he opened up over the weekend with his brisket chili. He sold out almost immediately. So it where um, where it was looks, he? I think he was at that Abita market, uh, okay. the farmers market right. is maybe that's what it's called. I'm not real familiar with that with that sign, okay. but I think he's there weekly or almost weekly. So you know what but, I'm going to um, do. I'm going to I'm going to see if I can go when he's closing up because he is tucked away in like it's not easy to get to him. So like you have to park and you have to walk to go back deep into the park there. And, and so that's a deal time. breaker for me. That's a deal breaker for me cuz I have Tom well, with me. That's email. a deal breaker. I'm going to say I actually have an email I had started to draft to send him to ask him to call Patty or to try to touch base with you to get on. So, um, okay, good. At any, at any rate, okay. he's, um, maybe we could get him to make a delivery because we're five minutes away. He could make a delivery and he before he that. sets up. Okay. He does okay, do that. We'll do and that's a huge part. I mean, he, his, I think that chili is just people go bananas for mm-hmm. that chili. I'd like and to try so it. it. I really want to. It, and then yeah. I know one of his newest items, which sounds pretty simple, but it looks so good as his new, he's doing a chopped chicken. He's always done like smoked chicken or the smoked mm-hmm. chicken salad, but the chopped chicken looks really good as well. But mm-hmm. everything he does looks good. So yeah. Um, yeah. what's not like, what's not to like about good barbecue. So um, I'm with you. I, I wanted to share with you. So last Thursday, 
my wife and I said, let's just go grab a bite. We, we, we were without my, my teenage son. So we drove all the way to Katie's. It's closed. So it's closed. Yes. From what we could tell, it must've suffered some damage. And so then we went to the website and it says temporarily closed. So Hmm. maybe some roof leakage or something like that. But we did notice, we did not stop, but we noticed people going into La Uses, so apparently that is still ongoing. Mm. I don't know if it has sold or if it's still for sale. Mm. So, okay. so that being well, those said, are very different places. Very right. different places. I'm gonna have right. to get. I'm gonna have to get Scott on the phone and see what the status is. I'll see if I can get him today. So that being said, we, we went across the street. I know you're not a huge fan of Mandina's, but that's where we ended up. And, um, and it was okay. I, I wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking for, but um, mm-hmm. it was okay. So, and then as we were leaving, I told my wife, we should have gone to Classy's. Yeah. We've never been, we've never been. And I heard that show uh-huh. last week. I believe you had that. Mm-hmm. that one of the owners Sonia. on. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. so at any rate, I would, it would be interesting to, 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 to find out what's going on with Katie's. Hopefully it's, it's just, uh, just a bump in the I'll road. Text and him be right back now. Oh, of course um, they will. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's indefatigable. So, you know, it, it's fine. So It'll it, 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 uh, so I wanted to share that with you. And then it's funny when I called Patty said, Darren, are you going to speak about corned beef? And I said, well, I can, I wasn't really planning on it. But that being said, my late grandmother, hers was so good. Marianne, it was just, it was perfect. It was so, it was done so well. And she would also do a hash with it. And of course it was all, you know, just recipes w- within her mind and uh, just good comfort food. But there's nothing better than a good corned beef. Mm-hmm. We got to talk know, Patty into that. Patty, yeah, I'm gonna, know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold your hand okay. and take you through safe new places because okay. <laughs> I know what you don't like and can't do, oh, and I'm with you, you know. on those. But you know who may have a good corned beef. It's been a while, but I think when I had it there, it was pretty darn good. Joey K's. I think it is good. I think Joey K's uh, yeah. is good. I want to say their corned it's... beef was pretty good. Oh, they have corned beef. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know what? Yes. I, yes. I don't know that it. Okay, I'll see if I think it's going to be as good. But I think Katie's is a good neighborhood joint for sure. It really is. But corned beef, I'm trying to think of how I can say this. I don't like corned beef as a comfort food. I like corned beef as kind of a gourmet item, if that makes sense. I think fine, fine corned beef, it is... You know, if you are using the top of the line, I think it can be kind of sublime. And I, I and I don't necessarily want to eat it with cabbage. I want to eat it like a steak. Well, and that sounds sounds good. That sounds good to me. I think I'd mentioned to you, we we were out one time, and um, I had ordered corned beef. It was the the special, and the waiter said to me. Hey, I've got something better. Are you willing to do it? 
as a poor boy? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they put it on French bread mm-hmm. with Creole mustard and melted Swiss. Mm-hmm. Marion, it was good. It is. It's great. You know who does a corned beef, unless they've changed? Parkway had a corned beef poor boy for a while. And they were using the the Chicago, like, whatever that is. Um, They were getting their meat out of Chicago. Their hot dogs and, you know, stuff like that. So it was just like... They had really sourced it well. I'm trying to think of who it was that they were using, but it was it was good stuff. You, you know what else, too, really on a final stuff. note? I, I do plan to try in October. My, so my aunt and uncle are members. I guess you can become a member of the Deutsches House. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. said that they've been going, and they said the, 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 the menu is simple, but the food is good. Yeah. So I've I don't know if you've I've not, I've not been. I'd like to try it. <laughs> Every time I try to go to the Deutsches house. And again, having Tom in the situation he's in eliminates these normal things. You cannot park six blocks away and walk. You know what I mean? So gotcha. um, when I see things like that, it's an automatic no-go for us because it's these are not normal times and so um we've tried the deutsches house and this would be like two years ago it was still it was no go back then so for now for sure you know so and that, well uh, and, yeah. and that's very understandable um i'll leave you with this so yesterday i had a dozen and a half boiled crabs and marianne they were so fat so loaded with mm. meat just that creamy crab mustard when you would crack it open mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and then today i ate the remaining six for lunch and i think they're better remaining even sometimes six? the next day <laughs> i know i, I know wow okay i, I love it <laughs> so, i love it all right i love it good for you um okay good, good all right so i'm gonna send you that always. email with my cousin copying my cousin okay Oh, um, okay, thank you. Thank you, dear. Have a good day. All right, thanks. Time for Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. A missing two-year-old from Baton Rouge was found dead in Hancock County, Mississippi on Sunday. Jeff Palermo has the story. Nevaeh Allen was reported missing on Friday when her siblings came home to find the door open to their apartment and the little girl gone. The child's stepfather, 30-year-old Philip Gardner, told detectives he put the child down for a nap. On Sunday, Gardner was arrested for unlawful disposal of remains and obstruction of justice. An autopsy of the child will determine cause of death, and Baton Rouge police say the investigation is very much active. I'm Jeff Palermo. In St. Francisville, questions remain unanswered as to why a murder-suicide suspect was able to hide out at his estranged wife's property for hours before he killed her and then himself, but his ankle monitor never alerted authorities to his whereabouts. 63-year-old Marshall Rayburn had a restraining order to stay away from Peggy Rayburn. But on September 20th, he killed her and then himself. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com I wanted my job. If my mother got sick, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I got vaccinated for my daughter. I trust the science. Uh, The reason why I got the COVID vaccine was because of my my newborn child and my at-risk wife. I got vaccinated to keep from from it happening to me. I talked to my doctors about it, did my research, and they've done a lot of research, and I think they know what they're doing. Visit covidvaccine.la.gov or call 
1-800-453-0774 to schedule your COVID-19 vaccination today. It's like a match made in heaven. Louisiana rice and Louisiana crawfish. And man, oh man, do they go together. Think crawfish and rice stir-fry, crawfish and rice casserole, our world-famous etouffee, simple Louisiana ingredients, rice and crawfish, Cajun, Creole, baked, fried, boiled, however you like. Just start with rice and give those little mud bugs some spicy Louisiana love. The proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice invite you to visit startwithrice.com for recipes. Brought to you by the proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice. Bummed out there's no music festivals again this year? Well, you don't have to be because Fallberg Private Wealth and AOS Interiors have partnered with the Funky Uncle to present a Funky Uncle Jazz Fest. The Funky Uncle Jazz Fest series will take place at Voodoo 2 Lounge at 330 Carondelet Street in the CBD on October 8th and 9th and then again the following weekend on October 14th through the 16th. On October 8th, Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award recipient Leo Nocentelli of The Meters performs with special guests Big Chief Donald Harrison, Big Sam, Jamal Batiste, Bill the Buddha Dickens, Elise Testone, Stephen Paraloo, Albert Margolis, and Dem Two Little Things. On October 9th, it's Jason Neville's Funky Soul Band with Big Chief John of the original Wild Chapatulas. For tickets and more information, go to www.funkyuncle.live so you can come get funky with us safely until the festivals return. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Who does not love a Gershwin tune? Let's go to Michael 75. Hello, dear. Marianne, your show is so inspirational. <laughs> Why is that? You know, you, what, you know what I'm going to do after I've been inspired by this show? I'm, tomorrow, morning, I'm going to the, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get the greatest corned beef ever in the South, I'd say. At Stein's Deli, and I'm going to make some delicious corned beef hash, and I'm getting some Jewish mm-hmm. seeded rye, and I'm going to make what mm-hmm. they call a stofus, which is what you should take Patty to Stein's to have. It's it's a great corned beef with uh, Swiss cheese and a little sauerkraut and Thousand Island. She would love it. I don't think she would. I don't think she would. I think I am attached to Patty's palate, and I would say I don't think she would. I don't think well, she you got to uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. You always have to try. And, and, and Michael, I can't go back to Stein's. I did it what? once. No. You, no. You're banned after what you said about him on the air? No, I'm not banned. I banned myself. <laughs> For the reasons that I said, no, thank you. I mean, look, I, it's top quality stuff. There's no two ways about it. I just can't stand to go in there. So that's that. But uh, but what kind of what kind of corned beef do they have there? Where are they getting their corned beef? I think they get it from New York, just like they get the bagels. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce Patty to corned beef another way. I have to okay, find great. the perfect venue for introducing Patty to real corned beef. Excellent. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm very intrigued uh, by this question. Uh, whatever happened to Antoine? What do you mean, what happened to Antoine's? What happened to Wasn't Antoine's? that, wasn't that uh, your uh, fiancé? 
Oh, 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 no. His name wasn't Antoine. Uh-uh. It was Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh, I thought you said it was Antoine. Uh-uh. So whatever, whatever happened to Bob? Well, I never did really want to marry him. And so I kept setting these wedding dates and I would change <laughs> them. And after about five of them, after canceling about five of them, he goes, you know what? I think I'm just not. And that was it. Because I, I, I can't break up with anyone. I have to make them break up with me. <laughs> and that, yeah. I've well, been trying that one, Tom, for 33 years, but it hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. What? So Julia Roberts uh, did a movie about your life. It was called Runaway yes. Bride. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I wasn't engaged that many times. Just once. Just the once. Yeah. Okay. But just one that runaway. Enough. That's good yeah. enough. Yeah. So anyway, you missed all that good Jewish food. So anyway, but you got the have you seen? Okay. Have Have you seen the Sebastian Maniscalco video about Passover? Oh no! I've got. I'm putting it's, that on right now on YouTube. It's it's hilarious. It's there, it's hilarious. Uh, great. There was a guy at Stein's uh, uh, this past week, and he had a Maniscalco T-shirt on. It was so funny. It's he's he's hysterically funny. I mean, it's it's like that angry humor, but I find that funny. It's funny. So, oh yeah, um, it's, it's anyway. a little kind of a little Chicago soprano like. Yes. Know. Yes, it definitely is. And I usually don't <laughs> like that kind of stuff, but but I think it's hilarious. The yeah. he's got one about band-aids. Have you seen that? It's called social no, I, distancing. It's about when he go goes ahead. to the pool. Oh, band-aids. Great. It's I, called I'm, social I'm, distancing and then it's called holiday meals or something like that. And he compares the Jews and the Italians. Oh yeah, it's, good. It's, I'm going to turn yeah. that on right now. Y'all have a good show. All right. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Five five six nine six nine six. I forgot to ask Michael if he got, well, no, he wouldn't have gotten to see the third and fourth installments of Bobby and Jada because I don't know why they're not running that again. Usually, you know, programming on things like the Food Network or any 24-hour cable channel, you have to run things over and over again. Naturally, that's the one thing they're not running over again. I've been desperately, Patty, looking for it to see the last two episodes that I missed before Ida, and I can't get them. It's it's very disturbing to me. <laughs> anyway, corned beef. What? Well, He'll show <laughs> I'm up. I'm sure they will. Corned beef hash. I'm surprised we've gotten two calls about corned beef mm-hmm. hash, but corned beef hash is really good. And if you've had a good one, I'd love to know where it is. Uh, I find that a corned beef hash should be small. Small dice of corned beef, small dice of potatoes and onions and uh, peppers. And that's how it should be made. And I just want some just thinking about it right now. And i got to find Pete Kusiv because I want, uh, I want to get him to do some more corned beef although it'll be a long time because I think Lake House will be closed for a while it's also supposed to be National Chocolate Milk Day Tom said he used to drink chocolate milk exclusively when he was a kid the habit lingers on in one circumstance when he makes himself a bowl of hot grits with eggs and applesauce there's nothing like a glass of cold chocolate milk to cool one's throat after swallowing some of that tasty lava uh, one of the ways that they got Tom to 
take his pills in the hospital was by crushing them and giving them to him in applesauce. I think the memory of applesauce with his mom's applesauce and grits uh, combo, although that sounds pretty gross to me, um, was something that he was um, interested in revisiting, I think. Chocolate milk is so good. It's oh, it so is. good. Ugh. I mean, I never drink it. Do you drink it? No, n- not very often. Every now and then, I, I will, and it is so good. But it's yeah, just, there was it's this, so rich that you you know it you, is rich. You can't have it. It all is. The time. But I, I usually cut it. Like you know that. Speaking of mothers, you know my mother uh, cut apple juice in not apple juice, um, grape juice in half, and so I do that with everything, <laughs> whether it's soap or, you know, I just, it's like I never do anything full strength, and, and it, it just seems weird if it's too thick. So, uh, we never had chocolate milk when I was a kid, because that was really, that would have really been an indulgence, but if you ever go to Fresh Market, Patty, mm-hmm. there is a product called Coco Metro, and it's in the milk section and it's Belgian chocolate milk. Oh gosh, that and sounds it's, great. It's, uh, it's fabulous. It's dark chocolate. And of course I cut it with, you know, a portion of milk and it lightens it up and it's really, really good. And I was really into that for a while and I finally had to snap out of it and, you know, <laughs> take you know, get a grip and and get out of that habit because it was a dangerous habit to be in. But um, it's good stuff. Tom got hooked on Insure in the hospital, thank heaven. And they have a they have a strawberry one, a vanilla one. They have a chocolate one. I don't know what other flavors they have, but he was really into the chocolate one, and that was. Probably the only time I've ever seen Tom eat any drink anything that looked like chocolate milk because I've never seen him drink chocolate milk. It was weird to see that. 5569696. I was talking about the Iranian food that I had uh, about seven years ago when the owner of the restaurant uptown that I couldn't think of um, passed away. And the name of the restaurant was The Flaming Torch, which was a longtime advertiser on the food show. And there is something in Tom's Almanac today about Cocovin that the Flaming Torch made a great Cocovin. The menu is full of country French dishes, or was full of country French dishes, using a free-range chicken for the dish. But classically, it starts with a tough old rooster. The chicken comes out cut into the standard pieces with a sauce made with red wine, chicken stock, pork belly, and small onions. There are potatoes, carrots, and turnips. It's the best version of Coco Van Tom has ever had at the now defunct Flaming Torch. The chicken dish that I made over the weekend last night, I had some of it and I was on the phone FaceTiming with the kids in California and so naturally that's all I was thinking about and the dish heated over in a way that was so deliciously caramelized. I had everything that I'd cooked in the same dish. So I had the roast chicken, garlic, I had carrots, um, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, sweet potato, and all of those things cooked for an excessively long time while I was on FaceTime. And when I came back, they had all imparted their flavors in a caramelized version, and it was pretty spectacularly good. And I was going to make some more of it, and then I thought, no, don't do that. It's already 8 o'clock. 
and so I didn't. But I will do that again soon because it was really good. My problem is when I warm something, I'm too impatient and I want to eat it. And so it just took so long I had to be distracted by the kids. 5569696 is the number. My daughter often says to me, do you realize you're like six years old? And I said, yeah, I do. And I think that's a good thing. What is it when you feel so young? I love feeling young. Yeah. So it's, it's good for the soul, I think. Five five six nine six nine six is the number of the Edible Dictionary Word today brought to you by Dorgnax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The Edible Dictionary Word today is canapé. It's a French word and it means a small tidbit of food served on a thin piece of toast or cracker. The topping can be almost anything, although not usually sweet. The flavors of the ingredients are typically constant and intense. The underlayer tends to be bland, primarily as a carrier that won't compete with the flavors of the topping. Canapes can range in size from a single bite to the size of a small hamburger. Some are designed to be very ornate. The word translates from French as couch. Canapes were once universal at cocktail parties, but went out of style for a long time. They're coming back in restaurants as amuse-bouche courses, and they certainly are. And who doesn't love them? 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. I would love to talk to you about food. That's what we do. We have 3 o'clock. We have John Kaluta coming up as the first in a series of vendors that would have been at the Jazz Fest but aren't because there is no Jazz Fest. And he's going to talk about his crawfish strudel and other things at 3 o'clock today. We'll be back. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. My big puppy dog is looking at me forlornly because we're outside where it's warmer than it has been for the last few shows, but he's outside because inside we have a guest and he doesn't like guests. Let's go to Steve. Hi. Hey. Hello. How you doing? Well, I'm okay. How are you? Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, as as well as can be expected. That's right, the, uh, and that's the same of you these days. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, first off, you did you get a text back from Susan? I did. I did. Okay. All right. Let's talk about food. Uh, first off, I was just telling Patty that the only time I've had corned beef hash. It was a long time ago, and it was made with the canned corned beef, and that ain't the same thing. So where can I get corned beef hash? Because I love corned beef. Okay. Well, you know what? I I don't know the answer to that on the North Shore anymore. If the lake house was open, I would say call over there and ask Pete to make some corned beef hash. But he is... Um, I don't yeah. know what the status of everything is over there. So maybe they'll move. I, I kind of know where he's coming from. Operations. Right? Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah. you know what, if I know Cayman Sinclair, 
and I do, uh-huh. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they didn't move operations to La Provence. Okay. Because he and- doesn't miss a beat. I'm gonna I'm gonna text and see. And if they do, then I'm gonna ask about the corned beef hash because Pete Kusev is making the best corned beef hash around right now. And uh-huh. I don't know where else to say that. Um, right. On the North Shore. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, also, I don't know. Could, go ahead. I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, you could maybe call the Greyhound. And they have a pastrami. And they have a weird menu. So, you know, I could see them delving into corned beef hash at some point. But that, right. that's all I can think of. I really... Um, you know, have you tried Liz's where yet? Maybe they have a corned beef hash there. No, I haven't, but I love the place. She had a jambalaya one night, one day for her lunch special. And I'm not going to say I'm good friends with her because everybody in the world is, you know. Yes, uh, right, right, of, yeah. But, uh, it's a trademark uh, of that place, yes. Yes. But uh, so I went in and she said the lunch special was, corn, was uh, jambalaya. And I went... And she goes, it's good, I promise. And I said, all right, I'll try it. And it was outstanding. So, she's so cute. Yeah. Was that? She's so cute. I yeah, said, she, she is. is so cute. I thought you were um, talking about me. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, also... I would imagine if you called her, I'll bet you she would do it if she doesn't have one. Yeah, I'm gonna look on their menu. Me. I'm gonna look on the menu and see if if they have a corned beef hash there. It wouldn't surprise I, me I, if she had one, and it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't do it. Go ahead, what? Okay. Also, uh, I don't know if Kaluta is the one that did it, but somebody made sweet potato pone at the Jazz Fest, and man, would I love to get that recipe. That was one of my favorite things to get at Jazz Fest. Well, I will ask him. It's a sweet potato pone. Is that is that right? Yeah. I remember yes. that thing. Yeah. Okay. It was right. absolutely delicious. And uh, okay. So check with him, and if not, let's put Patty on the trail. Patty's good. Patty, you get Patty on the trail, you get results. That's all I can say. Exactly. The specialties at Liz's are griots and grits, steak and eggs. Liz's. Goulash. You know what? If she's doing beef debris and gravy, she's probably not going to be doing any corned beef hash. That would be oh, my yeah, guess. Okay. Well, you know, but since everybody's our good friend and I'll call her up as our good friend and say, would you do corned That's beef it. hash? She'll probably go, oh, I think okay. you should. I will. Yeah, I think I'll she, give it I think a try. She absolutely would. Yeah. I, I don't see any uh, mention of corned beef hash on the menu. She's big into debris. And, and all that. Yeah. So I'd say well, her I'd jambalaya say no. is just a special every once in a while for lunch. And if you get a chance to get it, I think you might like it. It's okay. not the red, it's the brown. Yeah. Okay. Got to be the brown. I, yeah. uh, I think that, I think that's a cute place. I am not a member of the club. That's another one of those cult restaurants. I forgot that there were there were more than there was more than one cult restaurant over on the North Shore, but that's you think it is? I don't sure. think so. I've never gotten that really? impression. Really? No. Well, 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 now, okay, now maybe you are thinking 
of a cult restaurant in a more negative way than I am. I don't really have a problem with cult restaurants. I think cult restaurants are I mean, great, especially for the restaurant, you know? I mean, you've got really I enthusiastic got reg- fans. I think she's got a lot yeah. of regulars, but, yeah. you know, uh, if you're not a regular, I mean, I haven't been in probably three or four months, and if I walked in there today, I'm sure it would be, you know, overjoyed to see me and, you know. Yeah. What, just, what do you, how do you define a cult restaurant? Because I think we might have a well, different I, definition of that. I don't know. I don't know what a cult restaurant is, you know, other than. The, well, then what the hell are you talking about? No. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> a cult restaurant is a rest to me. I would define a cult restaurant this way. A cult restaurant is a restaurant with not only a regular clientele, but a clientele that is so regular and so passionate, you shouldn't even try to say anything that isn't effusively praising of them. Effusively, effusive praise of them. Yeah. That's a cult restaurant. Like well, Leonardo's is absolutely a cult restaurant. And when you say, you know, I, eh, you know, people go, what? And it's not like they're going to beat you up or anything. I'm just saying that it, the enthusiasm of the regulars is a little over the top. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't bother I'm, me I'm either. I'm just saying it's a cult restaurant. And I think Liz's yeah. is also a cult restaurant. I'm trying to think of any other place Certainly on the North Shore. I think another cult restaurant on the South Shore would be um, Blue Oak Barbecue. That's a cult restaurant for sure. Um, another one, what was the one downtown? Mothers. And I don't think it's no, that good. But I, I think don't think, it I don't think Mothers. It was for a while. Yeah, okay. a long time ago. Think it is it's anymore. not good enough. Well, now it's I'm just a has-been institution. I've been on a North Shore for 24 years, so I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not in contact. It's, it's been that long since anyone has been enthusiastic about mothers, and I think with good reason because it is stridently ordinary at best, and I think all those people that are in the line, when they get in and have the food, they go, what is this about? I think. That's my, my opinion. My, wa- my wife still reminisces about streetcar po' boys. <gasps> yes. Streetcar was also another one. That would be another one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just fantastic poor boys. They had a salad called a Woody that was just incredible. And Susan, we'll, we'll go to get a salad somewhere and go, they don't have a Woody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that is a really sad story. And um, I, I, it's, wow, is all you can say about the demise of streetcar. Um, and that is really all I can to, say. <laughs> Go ahead, what? <laughs> did you get to not, nothing but the smoke? No, no. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> I The days of me going anywhere without reinforcements are gone. So unless yeah. I get reinforcements, I can't go. Well, but I, I plan well, to, maybe this week, maybe Thursday. All right. Well, take care of that reinforcement stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. 
556-9696 is the number if you want to talk about food. I'd love to talk to you about food. That's all we do here. That's all Tom did for 32 and a half years. And the show remains a little less dining focused. But I would like to get into some dining reports. So, Patty, did you go anywhere over the weekend? Uh, no, we didn't go anywhere this weekend. But last weekend we went to Mr. B's. We never did do your Mr. B's no, report. No, we did. Let's do it. See, you have to remind me. Tell well, we me. Had a busy How week. was Mr. B's? It was delicious, as usual. Um, they just opened. We were there Saturday, and they had just opened up on Thursday. And um, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. We had very early reservations. Our reservations were for 530, and they opened, I think, at 5. By the time we left, the dining room was packed. And yeah. as usual, the service was great. The food was delicious. The barbecue shrimp is outstanding. And um, I got the grilled redfish, and it was everything is just melting your mouth delicious over yeah, there. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. You know, do, does it ever bother you, as it does me, that you eat dinner so early? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I... I do that because of Tom, but, you know, I don't like to think of myself as an early bird diner. Me either. <laughs> Me either. It was, it was Bob's by birthday, time, and that's where he wanted to go, and we could only get reservations at 5.30 or 9.30, and 9.30 yeah, yeah. was just too late. Right, so, But, right. you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock for me is perfect. Yeah. Well, that, you know, the 5.30, because you can only get in at that time, that's an acceptable yeah. way to spin it. But the truth of the matter is, we go and eat at that time anyway. It has nothing to do with <laughs> reservations, you know. And and I just laugh when I when I hear them say we can get you in at 8.30 at 9. I go, <laughs> nighty night. Yeah. <laughs> nighty night. I, you know, when we first, and I've always been an early riser. I mean, even when I was in college, I would go to bed at 10 o'clock. But um, the cruises we were talking about cruises a couple of days ago cruises used to always kind of fascinate me so tom was a late dinner cruise person so the dinner would you know start at 8 30 in the evening and there was always this contingent of people who wanted to go to a show so they would do early dining and i just never first of all i don't eat on cruise ships because i don't think the food's very good it's like it, cruising to me is you know the opposite of what it is to other people sometimes it's you know it's like a diet program yeah me too so it just i just the food's not good you know and um and so i there would be all of these people and we used to have you know sometimes 80 people on those cruises and there'd be all these you know the, the whole dining room would be taken up this huge swath of eat club cruisers and i would just you know walk in and say hello to everyone and then go to bed because <laughs> there's no way i was gonna eat that late and there wasn't anything good enough to eat you know no. but it was just uh i don't understand eating that late I, I mean i guess unless you're in europe where that's just like the norm that's just so weird to me <laughs> you know it's, it's 11 o'clock at night let's go have dinner what yeah. <laughs> How are they still thin? Well, because they walk everywhere. That's yeah. what it is. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're rounding up to 3 o'clock. And after the break at the top of the hour for the news from Louisiana Radio Network, we are coming back with John Kaluta. He is the proprietor of Kaluta's, 
What is it, Patty? Kaluta's? Kaluta's Cottage Catering. Yeah, Kaluta's Cottage Catering. I don't know if he does, I guess he he doesn't have the walk-in retail space that he had uh, in Harahan. I think that's the basis of his operation, but we'll talk to him about what he's up to. He's been around for a long time, and we're gonna specifically talk about what he might have been serving at the Jazz Fest, but no Jazz Fest. So the Jazz Fest had like two dates that they blew off this year, which is too bad. All right, uh, WGSO New Orleans. It is now three o'clock and time for the Louisiana Radio Network News. We'll be back with more food talk after that. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. A border crossing between Texas and Mexico is reopening after a migrant camp of nearly 15,000 mostly illegal Haitian immigrants were cleared out. The Del Rio port of entry opening to cargo traffic on Monday, while it did open to pedestrian and passenger traffic Saturday. As part of the Senate's human infrastructure bill, President Biden wants to add 80,000 IRS agents. Louisiana Republican Representative Steve Scalise tells Fox Business this is part of a larger effort to raise taxes. Do you really think they're going to be there uh, to help you mow your lawn or clean your house or just to raise your taxes? Of course, that's what it's going to be about. Right. It's going to be raising more taxes from hardworking families making well below $100,000 a year. Banks also forced to report transactions of over $600 to the IRS. USA Radio News. Yes, the pandemic is coming to an end. Restrictions are coming to an end. But body aches and pains never seem to end. That's why you need to click sunny-bay.com for the best sleep you can get. Sunny Bay's legendary products can help, like our lavender stress-reducing products, locally sourced and handmade in the USA. Or try Sunny Bay's award-winning pillows for traveling or extra neck support while sleeping. No need for pills or expensive chiropractic visits. Our neck support pillows are that good. Sunny Bay is a homegrown small business, but our products are designed and rigorously tested based on your demand and feedback. And they make great gifts for mom, dad, or anyone. Find Sunny Bay products on Amazon, Walmart, Etsy, or at sunny-bay.com. And right now, get free heat patches and a belt with any purchase. So remember, Sunny Bay heating pads, neck pillows, and stress-relieving hot or cold wraps as restrictions come to an end and you get back to work. Do it the healthy way with Sunny Bay. Police are scaling back the search for Brian Laundry in a southwest Florida nature preserve. Northport police spokesman John Taylor telling media outlets the FBI is taking the lead in the hunt for Gabby Petito's fiancé, adding the search will be targeted based on intelligence. Dog the Bounty Hunter also searching for laundry. We have uh, a special hotline, 833-CALL-DOG, and we've gotten over a thousand leads. So we've really, Francie and I really started this two days ago. So we're going through all those leads, right? It's incredible. Pictures of him here, there, here, there. We're going through all those leads right now. I would say within 48 hours, we probably will have a location where we start the tracking at. President Biden has received a Pfizer booster shot, a masked up Biden receiving his third shot on camera during an event at the White House. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Lights out, everybody. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. Pleasant dreams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> the greatest radio shows of all time, USA Classic Radio Theater. On these radio stations or on demand by searching USA Classic Radio Theater. USA Classic Radio Theater. Going a little bit more in depth on the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas confirmed that 12,000 Haitian illegal immigrants who entered the country illegally were released into the United States. Fox News had a chance to catch up with this Haitian illegal immigrant, and he was asked if he's going back to Haiti. No, no, never, never. No. Never. Into the United States? Yes, because I... The low humidity field is moving out, replaced by the higher humidity field, and that's going to allow the nighttime lows to be warmer than they have been as well. 80s of the day dropped to lows of 70s tonight. Isolated, if any, and widely scattered for the morning. Scattered to likely. We'll see a thunderstorm or shower for the afternoon tomorrow. Early morning, 70s. Tomorrow's highs go to the middle 80s. Pretty good chance of showers and storms in 80s. Wednesday as well as Thursday. Rob Sanji, WGSO, the Gulf Coast Stamp Club will have its fall 2021 stamp and postcard show Friday, October 1st, 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday, October 2nd, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. At the St. Martin Community Center, Lemoyne Boulevard, I-10 exit 50, St. Martin, Mississippi. Free and open to the public, there's free parking available too. At the St. Martin Community Center, St. Martin, Mississippi. Sponsored by the Gulf Coast Stamp Club. More info at the Gulf Coast Stamp Club. second course and we have with us at three o'clock our three o'clock guest is john kaluta who for a long time has been uh baking great pastries and things over there in harahan i don't know is that where you started in harahan no we started on metairie road um called the coffee cottage we were originally coffee cottage okay. a little coffee and pastry shop where was it on metairie road um near the bar you know where um the, the new pizza place, Fatty, Fat, fat Guys. Yes, uh, Fat um, Boys. <laughs> fat Boys. Love that name, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were on the opposite end. We're kind of where the, the donut place is, and that's where our location was. I see. Okay. It, was, it was an old right. cottage. Uh-huh. Is it, is it gone? I mean, is, oh, yeah, is the building that's, that's... in its stead? Okay, I see. Yeah, and then you moved to Harahan in what year? Around 96, 97, we opened up this, this second location in Harahan, so we had two stores for a little while. Both of them were called Coffee Cottage, and um, uh-huh. we did coffee and pastries, and we were in a jazz fest by that point, um, by the mm-hmm. time we moved over there. And then we lost the lease on the one in Metairie Road, and we sold the one in Harahan, and we moved right behind it um, into a warehouse where we, did, we changed our name to Cottage Catering, and we, we focused on catering business and king cake business. And we developed a king cake business as well. I see. Yes, I know that that... And when did that start? What year was that? Around 2009, 2010. Uh-huh. We, we, okay. we, we sold the restaurant. 
Okay. All right. And so you, what did you start with in the Jazz Fest? Because I know that it was a hit immediately. Well, it's funny. Um, Brian Krantz was the owner of the fairgrounds, and our kids were going to school together. And um, he had seen me on the Alex Gifford show do the Crawfish Strudel. Um, he had Alex mm-hmm. Gifford, a, a newscaster, did a 30-minute show on Saturdays and asked me to do it. And we weren't really a full restaurant. We mostly were a pastry shop. So I wanted to come up with a pastry that was, I mean, an entree that was pastry-oriented. So I came up with the Crawfish Strudel. And I did it up just for that and as a special, never planning ever to do it on mass production. And, um, but he liked, he really liked it and he wanted me to, um, to do it in his booth at the Jazz Fest. Um, he had an extra booth as part of his thing with the fairgrounds and then with the jazz people. So he talked, he talked me into doing it, doing it. I didn't know how we were going to um, mass produce the crawfish doodle from scratch, but, um, we developed a, a technique. It was really, um, crude in the beginning and very hard and labor, labor and cumbersome, but, um, we've got it down to the science now. We do like, um, we can do a thousand strudels in about three or four hours now. It used to take us, oh um, about, a week. Used to take us about a week to do it. <gasps> oh um, my gosh. What is the, what but, um, is the crawfish strudel? Describe it. Well, first we start with a homemade filo dough. You've seen the filo sheets you buy at the store. There's little things that come out of the freezer case and you unfold them and brush them each and individually with butter and roll things up mm-hmm. in it. Well, we take a four pound piece of dough um, and we stretch it over um, a five foot by eight foot piece of plywood and where it overhangs in completely. Imagine that's, that's bigger than a regular sheet of plywood. So mm-hmm. that's a, and we have three of these tables that we, um, we stretch it over the table. Then we, um, brush the whole thing with butter using a, um, a, a paint roller. Like you've, you paint the walls. Oh with. my gosh. <laughs> um, then we have, uh, we have these forms that we put on either side, long side of the, um, table and we have a machine that allows mm-hmm. us to fill, fill them uniformly. We do that by hand too. Then we trim the edges where the excess dough is hanging up the side. And we, it, the whole thing is rolled over a tablecloth. And we use the tablecloth to roll it up like a bunch of little sausages. And we pinch them off into little sausages. And the butter that we brush it with keeps each of the layers of um, filo from sticking to each other. So when they bake, the clarified butter um, fries, like fries the uh, pastry and keeps them separate, makes them all flaky. Mm. That's a trick. Wow. And it's filled with a crawfish, pepper cheese filling, not an A2Bay type filling. It's more... Um, it's hard to describe it, but it's, it, it's a creamy, rich, spicy, um, yeah. cheesy filling. Uh-huh. And what year did that originate? Oh, I'm guessing now, about 90, um, 95, 96 probably it, originated. Was it in the original offerings of the Jazz Fest, or it oh, came a no, little no, bit no. later? We were, we, were, we, were, we were actually, I still consider myself one of the newcomers. Um, <laughs> the people there are much longer than me. <laughs> Um, That's right, yeah, started, for sure. Yeah. So I started in 96. No, 97. I mean, uh, one of your original offerings from the coffee cottage. Oh, yeah. In other words. That was an original offering. That was, a, I think that that was, was one of the originals. So when you arrived yeah. at the Jazz Fest, you came with the crawfish strudel. Yes, that's the thing that I, um, the, the Jazz okay. Fest has a you know unique um, system. You have to, you don't just get in. You have to go, like, audition. So we, uh-huh. we, we, brought, our, we brought our stuff <laughs> over there, and they and they all loved it, and um uh-huh. And they said we could do it, and the first year uh-huh. was um, actually almost a flop because we were. This was the year, I think, the first year after the the, fest, I mean, the fairgrounds burned down, and we uh-huh. were in a temporary location in the tents where the uh-huh. fairgrounds were the with um, what do you call the, the grandstand was, and um, yeah, uh-huh. and nobody really knew that that area because it was covered and it was, 
So we didn't sell that many, and it, we kind of broke even on on a deal. But then I wasn't going to do it again. And then um, they moved us to what they they were going to do a new area, um, which is kind of the um, by between the the gospel and the blues tent now that area over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And um, that was a new at that time. That was new. They didn't have anything over there. So well, we'll try it again, and it, it was much better. We did a better job of making the noodles. You know, more economical and uh, faster, and the best was busier. And then um, we had a few more problems to work out there, but it, that became a really nice spot. Then we moved on to the uh, main field, I think after Katrina. Um, we moved on to, into food, it's called Food 2, um, the year after Katrina when we came back. So this time. will be the second year that you haven't done the Jazz Fest because, of course, it was out of the question in 2020. And then it was going to be, and then they moved it to October, and then they canceled it again. So, yeah, so it's um, really like three cancellations. Yeah, it's yeah, really. yeah, it's really yeah. too bad. So, all right. So, um, what happens? Like, what are you going to do with the the strudels? Like, how this is? You're the first in a series of people who had you know, items that people go to the Jazz Fest for and just mm-hmm. to let people know that you can still get these things. So how would a person get the crawfish strudel? Okay. Um, well, you know, since yeah, well, without you the Jazz Fest. You can get them here all year round, actually, by, by calling us or going to our website. But um, And for the first two April um, cancellations, we had formal um, pop-ups with other vendors. We were with, um, mm-hmm. we combined with Crawfish Monica, both the both both events and mango freeze on one of them and um and we did a couple of different locations and we advertised it as a as a pop-up especially the first year because it was so everybody was kind of really bummed out that it got canceled for the first time and um so that was very successful the second one was pretty so successful. you actually did one, sell them in 2020 you sold them in 2020 uh, we sold them every every one we've had a pop-up yes really um, okay the first year we did it at mahoney's in the french quarter with crawfish monica and the uh-huh. second year we did out in location in Harahan with Crawfish Monica and Mango Freeze for the, the, the uh-huh. April events. And okay. we've been so busy with Ida's, we haven't really formally come up with a, a plan for the October one. We were going to do something, but Ida kind of screwed us, screwed us up. Yeah. But I will, yeah. you can always order them, but I am, I was just looking at my, my website. I'll, I'll have it on the website by tomorrow afternoon where you could order for that weekend and um, pick some things up. And that uh-huh. and the White At, at the Harahan? Uh, they have in Harahan, yes. uh huh. Mm-hmm. So is that your is that your sole location now? Is that like the commissary for what you do? Yeah, that's where that's where we're located. We're just, that's where just everything here. is. And, and okay. we don't. Right, we let, do have retail if you order. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so you have to call in if you want retail. All right, so we're going to take a break. Yeah. We're here with John Kaluta from Kaluta's Catering. It used to be Kaluta's Coffee Cottage on Metairie Road. I know a lot of people fondly remember that. I want to yeah. talk to you a little bit about your menu when we come back and uh, right. specifically where you might be popping up and, and how to get the crawfish strudel and other items. We'll be back. All right. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light-smoked pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage 
Sausage in stores all over town. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Night and day, you are the one. Yes, indeed. Five five six nine six nine six. Here, a question for Chef Kaluta. Uh, I'm sure he would be happy to answer it. So, what you, you when you started at the coffee cottage? I don't know that I ever went in there. This was in the early days Aww. of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was it. home with little kids in the early days of the show. Tom was a huge fan. I that's how I know I your I name because he was a big it, fan. Yeah, he was a great promoter of it. He so, wrote stuff very well. Yes. So what sort of things did you have in there, and what do you still have that people may not have tried? Well, um, I was a pastry chef by trade, and um, I have graduated from the Institute of America in New York, and I specialize in pastry. And when I got here, I found that um, there wasn't a good, really good pastry shop, especially the coffee shops that were just popping up. This is the very beginning of the coffee shop craze. And everybody mm-hmm. was buying institutional food from Cisco and, and things like that, cheesecakes mm-hmm. and right. spices and stuff. So my idea was to open up a pastry shop disguised as a coffee shop. So that that's kind of what we did. We um we did um at first we didn't have much food. It was mostly pastry, um, croissants and, and scones, which were famous for our scones and tiramisu roll, um, chocolate mousse cakes, white mousse cakes. Um, chocolate eclairs were another one of our specialties. Real New Orleans traditional chocolate eclairs. It was nothing fancy or would be, would be considered new new wave, you know, that right. like it is today. Right. It, it was old school, old fashioned pies and uh-huh. cakes. Good stuff, the good made, stuff. You know, yeah, all freshly <laughs> made. And I mean, it, it just was simple ingredients. I mean, the eclairs are so yes. simple, but most people don't make good ones, but it's very simple, very simple recipe. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's all over the internet. You can find it anywhere. Um, but most people, most people don't do it right. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, well, um, when you say simple, it's because you're a baker. But, you know, anything like pate choux, that, that intimidates people who aren't real bakers, who are not yeah, professionally yeah, but I'm talking trained. About just, I'm talking about other bakeries and, and, and stores Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, well, what, do you, I mean, what year are you talking about? What, yeah, what this year was, are you um, talking about? This is 1990. About? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's 30 okay. years ago. That's before... Before excellence was the rule, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was just okay. Are you from here? Uh, Yes, I am. Are you from here? You are. Okay, so then you went to CIA and then you came back. Okay, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you moved to Harahan, you were still also a retail kind of coffee shop operation, weren't you? Yeah. You could go in there and just sit. 
Yeah, we were more of a okay. restaurant by the time we moved over here. And we did add food on that road, too, and we added a full breakfast eventually. But originally, we were more uh-huh. like quiches and salads and chicken salad sandwiches and tuna salad and things like uh-huh. that. That's, that was the extent of it. But by the time we finished, we, we were up crawfish pasta, grilled portobello sandwiches and burgers. And um, uh-huh. we still had the quiches and, and things like that, but steaks and stuff. We did you know a full gambit of things, lots of specials. Um, mm-hmm. on the Harahan location. We had more of a kitchen at the Harahan location where we, we didn't have a really small kitchen at, at um, Meadow Road. It was mostly designed for baking. What? When did you eliminate the coffee shop aspect in the place in Harahan? How long ago well, was um, that? That was um, about 2008, 2009. And oh, we really? Really? We were struggling for the storm. We were, we were one of the first places to open up after Katrina. And we did uh-huh. well in the beginning, and um, but the the food and quality and service and everything had gone down after the we were doing well, and I was trying to build it up, and I was having trouble getting good help and and things like that, and I, I had to raise my prices, and I really didn't feel like I could raise my prices based on the way it was at the time. So, um, with catering was getting business, so we decided just to focus on catering and to sell that location, and we already had the building behind behind the shop on on Citrus mm-hmm. and. And we, we moved in here, and we focused on king cakes, which has been a big thing for us. Glue's king cakes are, are mm-hmm. most are like ninety percent of our business now, actually. Oh, is that right? Ninety percent? Wow! Even with jazz fest and stuff, jazz fest is, is small compared to the king cake part of it. Yes. My goodness. Okay, and so that's year round. You can get the king cakes. You can order king cakes year round. Yes, of course. The uh-huh. it's um we don't have it walk in. Unless you you place an order out of season, uh-huh. except for before a holiday like St. Patrick's Day or Easter or Mother's Day, we'll we'll always have um, cakes about the week a week before the holiday, uh, and uh-huh. where you can just walk in as well. So, what sort of things can you order from Kaluta's Catering? You said if you order it ahead of time, you can come get it in a retail way. But what quantities mm-hmm. are you talking about? I mean, obviously, Trade. if you want a king cake, you can get yeah. a king cake. But I mean, what what quant? If I wanted something else, what what sort of quantity would I need to order? Well, um, some of the things elementary people would like to order sometimes are things like um, scones, um, mm-hmm. eclairs. Almond croissants, and you can order those by the dozen or half dozen. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And that's not too much. And right. then, as far as yeah, then we also have a Caesar salad and our pesto dressing that we were popular with in Nutty Road. People can um, order that anytime. Mm-hmm. And and then we have our full catering menu, which is a range of, of things that you can get from finger sandwiches to um, uh, roasted pork or brisket or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the catering menu is very big how how much of your business you said 90 percent is um king cake so is Mm -hmm. it a full 10 percent that's the catering or you know from the from the big menu or is it more people coming in to buy a dozen scones no it's mostly catering we 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 haven't really promoted the um the walk-in business much but it's available Mm -hmm. for people if they want to so like for Uh the pop-ups and things like that we've done a few other pop-ups through the year too like um we we did a an old metric pastry pop up about a year and a half ago where we did all the all the moose cakes and and scones and eclairs and fresh donuts and things, and we got a bunch of old customers came in. A lot of old staff came in too. It was it was like a little reunion. So we've, <laughs> done, we've done that too. Yeah, we've done that two or three times, and we're and we're planning to do it this summer. But I think I, Ida kind of took mm-hmm. took took over for us. So do you do you have any other pop ups in the fall slated for anywhere? 
Not this year, um, mainly because mm-hmm. Jazz Fest was going to be here. We, mm-hmm. we thought we were also going to be at French Quarter Fest for the first time, and they rescheduled for October as well. And then they all canceled, and then the hurricane came. We did a lot of large, we did a lot of feeding for Entergy Cruise and um, some other big companies during Ida. So we've been pretty busy with that. Mm-hmm. So we're, now we're now our focus is really getting ready for King Cake season. It, it, it's, it, it takes almost three or four months to get ready for King Cake season get everything yeah. geared up and get all your supplies here. So that's what we're doing now. How many king cakes do oh. you sell in the course of a day in king cake season? Oh, it depends on the day, obviously, because it's definitely high. It goes from maybe 200 to 800 or 1,000 mm. cakes. It's just out of this location, mm. but all together, when mm. you count our wholesale and everything else, it's um, over 2,000 cakes. <gasps> a day. A day. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, so you must, is it open seven days a week at the, at the Harahan location? Are you just baking constantly? We're open actually six days a week, but um, we're out there seven days a week. Um, Uh We close on Sundays for retail sales, but that's actually a work day for production. A production day off Saturday um, Uh for my crew. And then they they sell king cakes out the front, but then they close the front on Sunday and we work on Sunday for Monday. They were always day ahead. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So on your menu, what do you wish people were more familiar with? What are you proud of that doesn't get enough attention? Hmm. I agree. I think grits. I don't think no, those are really good. And, and those, those are getting more popular. But um, and that's actually what we're going to do at um, the French Quarter Fest when we get when we get go, ever get get back to that. <laughs> that was the first time we kind of presented that to the. The mass public, uh-huh. we're gonna do, and we do agree out with um, with um, roasted or smoked pork. So we uh-huh. pulled pork, and it's a nice rich gravy over roasted corn grits. It's really good. Uh-huh. Okay, and um, that's available for catering, a, a catering yes. job. Yes, too. it's available okay. all the time. We always What's, have is there a minimum for catering when you when a person orders? I don't order catering generally huh. speaking but is there like a minimum that you have to order if you want to order a pan of griots and grits is a pan no, good enough? no you might have to you might have to pick up or it'd be a delivery charge but yeah you can order a small quantity of tray sandwiches or one pan of you pasta can. you know or uh-huh. a small salad yes that's not a problem at all okay i'm uh-huh. a i'm a fanatic about finger sandwiches what do your trays look like you're a fanatic about finger sandwiches. I really? am. Isn't that isn't that embarrassing? What do you like? What do you like but you know what? Sandwich? Even Tom, Mister, even Tom, Mister Grimay would say that uh, every party has that should have finger sandwiches, and that they'll all be gone no matter what gourmet that's items true. are there. You don't think that's, <laughs> that's true? true? I do. I think it's totally true. Yeah. I think yeah. I think people in general are nuts for finger sandwiches. Do you have exotic yeah. ones, or are they the usual? Do we do you know, the usual? Kind of a, we don't do. It. We don't okay. do exotic ones, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. I like the usual. Is, I think most people like the ham, turkey, roast beef. Yeah, I think ham, they turkey, do. Roast beef are my favorite. Eight chicken salad, tuna salad. Um, we, we do those, and um, I mean, the main thing is using fresh, good bread. You know, that, to me, that's the best. That's the most important part, and and a nice the spread that you put on. We don't use regular mayonnaise. We do use like a garlic mayonnaise and honey mustard. We should we spice up uh-huh. the spreads a little bit, but. It's nothing fancy, mm-hmm. but they are they're nice and fresh, and the bread's soft, and mm-hmm. the meat sliced nice and thin. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a typical. It's, it's sublime. Um, a good finger sandwich. sandwich is sublime. There's no no two ways yeah. about it. Like I said, yes, no matter I, what else is on the do. table. Yeah, I mean it's good get. stuff. So, what mm-hmm. are some of your favorite pastries that you do? 
Tell um, me about your scones, because I'm a scone nut, too. Do you have different kinds of scones? Traditionally, we've always done the current scone, but uh, we, we have um, embarked on some other flavors um, in the past couple of years, like a cinnamon crunch scone, which is laid with a cinnamon pecan crunch on the inside and a, and a nice glaze mm-hmm. on top, and um, dry sun-dried blueberries are, are another nice one, and um, chocolate chip scones. But to me, okay, I like classic um, current scone. That scone... That's going is really good. We, unfortunately, we don't really have a retail outlet for it anymore, so it's only by special order occasionally we get to do them. But um, they're nice and moist. And if you ask the old customer, that was one of the, one of our favorite things with our scones. Well, I'm going to have to try them because I really do love scones. I think they're hard to find. Usually you see savory scones now, which I also like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, but it's hard to beat just a good vanilla scone with a little dusting of sugar or a chocolate mm-hmm. chip scone, I think. And um, are yours triangle or, or circular? Triangle usually. Usually. Yeah. Okay. But we yeah. do different, different I, shapes for different things. Yeah, they're, they're really good. Are good stuff. And butter. They're so good. Yeah, clotted cream. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, if you could leave us with, um, I guess anyone who wants to get the crawfish strudel will just go through the usual channel of calling up uh, Kaluta's Catering and ordering it just like a catering yeah, from the catering yeah, menu. Okay. It will be on the website at um, cottagecatering.com. I'll get that up there so it's easy to order right online and pay for it if you'd like to. I can get that up there by tomorrow this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for pickup and to have all the instructions on where to pick up and how you do it. Is is catering of savory foods something that you would like to do more of, or are you busy enough with your ninety percent king cake and ten percent catering? I would like because caterers are hard to find. You know, the good caterers are hard to find. Yeah. I would like. Uh, I would. I would like more catering business, but. If I really want to increase it, I think the best way would be to open up my own event hall one day, and that's kind of what I would like to do, because you do a little bit more. You do nicer stuff, and, and you're in one place. You don't have to worry about the, right. the transportation of, of everything. So and we're not set up to do big parties for transportation. We're more of a small, but the mm-hmm. type of parties from 50 to 100, you mm-hmm. know, at your house um, for showers and weddings and get-togethers like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us. I really appreciate it. John Kaluta from Kaluta's Catering, the home of the crawfish strudel. Sounds good. I'm going to have to try one. I've never, I've never been to the never Jazz Fest in a very long time. No, one we'll time. We'll have to get, to, we'll have to get so. to some. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. We will be back after the news for the, for the Louisa, or from the Louisiana Radio Network at 3.30. Louisiana Radio Network News, I'm Kevin Gallagher. The Shreveport woman accused of tossing her children off the Cross Lake Bridge, killing one of them, is back in our state after her arrest in Texas Friday. Shreveport Police Corporal Chris Bordelon says they aren't releasing a motive of why 32-year-old Eureka Black allegedly threw her infant son and 5-year-old into the water. The 18-month-old did not survive. Bordelon says there were witnesses to Black's acts, but police are withholding their testimony. Initially, our officers just responded to the call of the infant in the water, from my understanding. Um, As to the particulars of the witness information, uh, we're not going to release anything on that time because the investigation is still ongoing. She faces charges of second-degree murder and attempted murder. A Baton Rouge man has been charged in the death of his girlfriend's two-year-old daughter, whose body was found in Mississippi. 30-year-old Philip Gardner initially told police he awoke from a nap to find the toddler missing. After a search this weekend, she was found in Hancock County. 
Gardner's charge with unlawful disposal of remains and obstruction of justice. This is news on LRN. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Tiger Rack, we know this is the most anticipated football season since last football season. You want fluff, eat a marshmallow. I like the taste. But if you want the dirt, Tiger Rack's got the shovel. The only way to get more info on LSU sports is by wiretapping a coach. Tiger Rack Magazine, on newsstands today and online at TigerRack.com. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Always true enough. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I'm Marianne Fitzmaurice. I'd love to talk food with you. We're just talking to John Kaluta from Kaluta's Catering. And you know, I have never experienced anything that he does. Really, it's all good. <laughs> Excuse me. What? Yeah, have you? It's all <laughs> Sorry, delicious. we don't have a sneeze or cough button. Um, <laughs> so okay. did you Bless go you. to, thank you, did you go to the uh, Kaluta's Cottage back in the day? No. I've, I mean, how long have you known him? I've never been to the coffee cottage. My only experience uh-huh. with him has been since Jazz Fest, and we go every year. And mm-hmm. I have to tell you, my friends from Chicago discovered the crawfish strudel. I don't eat a lot when I go to Jazz Fest because usually, for me, it's too hot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I do the snowballs and the mango freeze and the strawberry lemonade. But our mm-hmm. friends from Chicago, as soon as it opens, they hit the food booths. And they came mm-hmm. back with the, stru- with the crawfish strudel. And I was like, crawfish strudel? Uh, I don't know about that. But I tasted it, and it was delicious. So that's like my... The one thing I eat every year at Jazz Fest is the crawfish strudel. And last year when he had the pop-up store, I was excited to see that he had pop-ups. And we ordered it two or three times that weekend and had it at home. They come to you when you order it from them. They're frozen. So you cook it at home. Mm. And so when Mm. you eat Mm. it, it's hot and all that cheese is all melted and everything. And it's it's delicious. Yummy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it's hard to it's hard to beat a good pastry. I have to say, and I know that you might not necessarily agree with this, but I really like savory pastries. I mean, I would really prefer a savory pastry, but um, I I just have never had anything that he's done, and it's a pity because Tom has always been a huge fan of his. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know that the operation was as big as it sounds like it is over there. So you're looking for catering and it, people are sometimes like often actually looking for catering and it's not really easy to find a good caterer. I mean, my sister-in-law does a lot of parties that where she calls the caterer and spends lots of money and she has one that she likes and I'm trying to think of the name of them. But um, I'm going to mention that one to her, too, because it sounds like it's good. I mean, it's, it sounds like everything that comes out of that kitchen is, is you know, pretty yummy. Have you had one of his uh, uh, king cakes? Yes, I have. We, we pretty much get, I send, again, I send one of his king cakes to our friends in Chicago every year just to kind of rub it in. And we uh -huh. usually have a bet on the Chicago Saints football game. Uh -huh. And um, I bet a king cake unless against Chicago pizza. But lately, I've been having to get the Chicago pizza because uh, yeah. Chicago has been losing. But uh, but I love uh -huh. their king cakes. I, I do. Uh -huh. I, I'll go out of my way to find one of Kaluta's really? king cakes. Yeah. Do you do, you do plain cheese uh, uh, king cakes or do you like the flavored ones? I like the plain ones. Uh -huh. I'm a traditional. Does he have a bunch? Me too. Does he have? A, I mean, I don't need king cake, but um, does he have a? Uh, several different kinds of uh, yeah cakes. He, oh yeah he's got like ten or twelve kinds oh my goodness mm -hmm. really yeah oh, gosh boy I tell you what bakers work hard oh they do they work really I tried hard. to make a king cake a once business. and it's like a stuffed artichoke I'm like no nah, I'm gonna buy it yeah. <laughs> you know I've made I've made king cakes that are savory king cakes for parties like. I've made one with um, pepperoni and marinara and cheese. And then I've made one with sausage and cheese. And I think that's probably it. But um, I think I made one that had spinach and feta cheese in it. So I make savory king cakes, but I've never bothered to make a regular king cake. Um, it's not, it's not really, I mean, the savory ones, you don't have to have the special, special dough for it. You can make like a pizza dough and do it. That's what I did. And I did that, that for, a, a, for a, um, I, I think we had poor Tom, unfortunately one year, his birthday fell on a particularly important saints game. It might've been a playoff game the year that they were in the Super Bowl. And because he was born on Mardi Gras, I'm very proud of that. I think I made king cakes of those savory varieties for the party. And a bunch, a bunch of other things, too. But that was one of the things I did. Words to read by today are from Maggie, Jiggs's belligerent wife in the ancient Art Deco comic strip, Bringing Up Father. The words to eat by are... If I hear you've gone to Dinty Moore's for that nasty corned beef and cabbage jigs, I'll brain you. Is <laughs> Dinty Moore, is Dinty Moore a company and a label that originated out of that comic strip? Because Dinty Moore's, know. 
looks like a place that's in that comic strip. But I only know Dinty Moore. Is it beef stew? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's beef stew. It comes in a can. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that Dinty Moore, I wonder if Dinty Moore's, I wonder if it's one of those things where um, it originated in the restaurant and then they started selling it in cans. It's an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. Um, there is a Dinty Moore's restaurant in Ohio. No, it's not in Ohio, actually. It looks like it's in um, um, Quebec City. Quebec City. That's what it looks like. Hmm. Mike from California. Hello. Is this Michael? Michael from California. Michael. It's Michael. <laughs> I was thinking, do we have two California listeners named Mike? I got all excited for a minute. How are you? It couldn't possibly happen. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. How are you? We're actually very good. I don't know if you've heard any updates on Tom, but he has emerged no. from the hospital in extremely Excellent. good shape, better shape Excellent. than when he went in. So oh, um, that whole episode, yeah, I know, that whole episode uh, actually turned out to be quite good. What's going okay. on? Oh, you know, just uh, just listen to, to some stuff about the, the crawfish strudel. And um, mm. I, I was wondering if you could like spell out his website. I want to see if I can get some of that shipped out here. Michael, for those of you who are not familiar, and his lovely girlfriend would come to the Jazz Fest and various other events in New Orleans, what, four times a year you would be here? Just about, at least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got turned on to New Orleans through the uh, episodic, um, I guess, what would you call that, like a... Drama, drama or uh, yeah. what is it um soap opera i don't know what treme yeah, and um that's that's how he found tom actually but then fell in love with new orleans and they've been coming about four times until just i don't know in the last well covid i guess covid's what stopped right, it left. for you all yeah that's, so, that's pretty and, much it yeah, they had their routine. They would come from Mardi Gras and they would go to the Crescent City and they would mm -hmm. go to Coop's place for chicken and various other things. So anyway, right. uh, it is Kaluda's, C-A-L-U-D-A-S, catering.com. Catering. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't that work, way. I will find out the details on it and, and do a little bit more work um, and send it to you. Okay. okay. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Yeah. How, I'll, I'll how, are, th how are things out there in California? They're okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of continuing on, you know, I've got all my, my restaurant clients out here and, uh, everyone's doing pretty okay. Um, opening back up to, you know, to the extent that we can. The folks in LA though are a little bit more cramped that, you know, they're requiring, um, uh, masks again up there. Um, but here in Orange County, um, it, it, it's not too bad out here, so we don't have to mm -hmm. do that right now. So that's kind of nice. Um, but, um, but overall, I mean, everything is kind of, I mean, all of my numbers are, are up, so that's a good thing. I, I mean, part of that's due to inflation, of course, but, um, it's, uh, but by and large, everything is kind of picking back up a bit, at least for now, you know, um, mm -hmm. hold steady as it has been for the last few months. So. We're doing okay, you know. How's our friend Carlos? What's he doing? 
He's doing fine. He's doing fine. He, um, he, you know, he has, they've opened back up, officially opened up the dining room. Uh, you know, they were, they were uh, adjusting and doing uh, just takeaway, uh, you know, <laughs> super high, at high end uh, takeaways you can get. Right. Um, yeah, right. For, uh, for, you know, for, you know, several months there, but part of a year. And then um, uh, they've just recently reopened the, uh, the dining areas. So, and we uh, we got to go for a, a friends and family test run dinner uh, right before they opened it. So hey, you know, give us give us uh, feedback on how we're doing, how do things taste, how's our servers, mm-hmm. you know, are, are we working we tight enough before we open up to the general public? So that was mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, still. As, I'll bet it was. was. I'll <laughs> bet it was. Uh, for those people who are wondering what we're talking about, there is a restaurant in Orange County called Taco Maria, which is sort of a misnomer because when you think tacos, you think, you know, low down. But this is Tom's fantasy Mexican restaurant, which is the ultimate high-end restaurant. And um, it's actually in a in a mall, which, you know, it's a tiny little place, but he is doing pretty incredible food if you wanted to look up what a really gourmet Mexican restaurant would be. It's called Taco Maria, and we are huge fans here. Anyway, tell your lovely girlfriend hello and give her a hug for me, and we will will. meet you somewhere down the road. How's the surfing? You're still surfing at 5.30 every morning? Absolutely. You have to. And fall is the best time of year for it, too. The water's warm. The, uh, the, air is, the air is still kind of warm. The kids are back in school, so it's not too crowded. And there's actually a good direction to the swell. So it's, it's actually the best time of year right now. One of these days, I am going to One have you teach I'm, me how to surf. One of these days. I'm getting, I'm yeah. getting you out there in the water, I promise you. All right. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Bye, my Bye-bye. Bye. All right, 5569696 is the number time for the last break of the show. We'd love to talk to you if you would like to talk to me about food, just what we do here on the food show. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville have- is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. You make me feel so young. Yes, it is good to feel young. 5569696. Let's go to Greg, you said? Hello. Greg? Hey, Marianne. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Good. And speaking of California, here in Austin, we've got some western weather, as we like to call it. You know, 15, 20% humidity and blue skies. Do you call it western weather? Because that's what I call it, too. It's western oh, weather out there. Oh, absolutely. Love it. Love you have it. to have the sunshine. 300, uh-huh. 320 sunshine, you know, 320 sunny days a year. Oh, so. yes. Yes. 
Gotta the love one it. thing in Louisiana, I tell, I tell you what, being you know from there and just especially this year with the record rainfall, I, I just I got depressed whenever it would rain so much in the gray skies. It just really. I don't think yeah. it's good for the soul, even though some people do prefer it, though. I do have friends of mine that like it, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know what's wrong with them because it is uh, much nicer to have gorgeous, low humidity, blue skies, yeah. no rain, I have to say. Anyway. I agree. Hey, speaking of pastries, um, I know I th- we talked about, um, I don't know, about a month ago I called about La Madeleine. Did you ever uh-huh. make it out to La Madeleine? Because their pastries are just... To I me, do like you know, their right pastries. No, I didn't, but I do like their pastries. And um, it is, you know, one of those things where if I ever get over there at a certain time, I, well, actually, La Madeline, we have one on the North Shore. So, um, but no, I haven't thought about it, to tell you the truth. I like their little um, puff pastry, like cheese straws. I think those are really good. But they have great everything. I, I like La Madeline. I have no problem saying I like La Madeline. Yeah, and they're doing a, some sort of deal where you get the half, you know, maybe a quiche or a soup, and then you can get also like a good salad because they do. They have a really good Caesar, a good chicken Caesar salad. They have salad a great there, which Caesar. They really do. You know what? I am gonna. We, we're gonna put that back on our repertoire of places to go because uh, that is a good place, and and I enjoy it. And we don't have enough places to rotate a lot on the North Shore. So I'm going to I'm gonna remember that one. I'm glad you reminded yeah, me. Yeah, and it's that. easy. It's easy, too. It's that cafeteria style, you know, where you don't have yes. somebody waiting on you. Just, right. You know, so that's another sort of yeah. positive I just like about it. So anyway, yeah. but that's all I had for today. All righty. Well, thank you for calling, as always. I appreciate the call, and I wish we were having western weather because I'm sitting outside, and it looks yeah. like it's clouding <laughs> over, but I'm sweating, so I'm, I'm not... Hey, at, uh, least there's no, at least there's not a hurricane out there, right? It could oh, be worse. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, at least there's not. All right, Greg, thank you for calling. All right, Marianne, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I am looking at the Taco Maria website, which I recommend to anyone who's interested in food. It is just the ultimate in gourmet Mexican. I know that he was interviewed. He's like, this is a Michelin star. It's a Michelin star Mexican restaurant out there. And um, he was interviewed in for some uh, publication. And he was going through the kinds of things that he does and why he does them. And, and um, they were saying that he, someone asked him about chips and salsa, and he laughed and he said they tried to get him to sell his chips and salsa, you know, as sort of a takeout thing. And he said, if I made chips and salsa, it would be $25. That's how laborious and what is in the chips. It's, you know pepitas and things like that and it's just it's a beautiful I mean the the food looks gorgeous and I I'm glad I was able to experience it at least at one time anyway five five six nine six nine six what else is in Tom's Almanac it's been a busy show so I haven't really had a chance to talk much about other things that are in the Almanac someone is about to expire in my house with coughing and I need to make sure it isn't Tom. Patty, can you talk for just a second? I'm going to make sure that that it's not Tom. Sure. <laughs> we have had a busy show. And just to remind everyone, um, Chef John Kaluta was uh, Marianne's guest at 3 o'clock. And he, it's Kaluta 
C-A-L-U-D-A, Cottage Catering. Okay. <laughs> She's back. Okay, it was, it, was, it, was, it was our guest, and I said, not that I don't care, Chuck. I just want to make sure that, you know, like he can, he can take care of himself, yeah. but I, I feel like I, I need to go help Tom if there's something going wrong. All right. He said some coffee went down the wrong way. I said, okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six, just a couple minutes left of the show. I wanted to tell Tom that today is the day the Jesuits were founded in 1540. By St. Ignatius Loyola, Tom is a huge Jesuit person, and uh, that is a very big thing for him. So I'm going to have to remind him that that is, um, that is the anniversary today. Uh, the, the Tonight Show also started its nightly run in 1954 on this day. You know, I was looking... I've been putting on some Frank Sinatra for Tom so he can sing with Frank Sinatra. But uh, if you let that stuff go for a while, it just sort of keeps rolling over. And it rolled over to a snippet on a Johnny Carson show and an episode of Johnny Carson. And I was looking at it, and Doris Day was on there. And, um, you know... Late night TV is so different now than it used to be. I mean, late night TV is politics now, you know, and it used to be where it was just conversation with people that you liked from movies or television. And um, I've always been just a big, big fan of Doris Day. And she was on, and I just thought, wow. She doesn't have much to say except if she has a script in front of her. And that's true of a lot of people sometimes. You know, you see them on a talk show and they can't really talk because they need a script. Anyway, 5569696. This is not food related, but I'm most intrigued by this. I think I talked about the wasps before. And I'm watching the wasps out here, but there's a hummingbird that appears gobsmacked by, by the wasp colony. And I don't know even where a hummingbird is coming from because we don't have hummingbird attractive things here, so I don't ever see a hummingbird. But the hummingbird just came up on the deck and then took a look at the wasps. It was like, whoa, I got to go take a better look at this. And the hummingbird was kind of hovering about six inches from all of the wasps. We We like... We like minimal sort of, we have, we have low standards for entertainment here, I guess, uh, at the Cool Water Ranch. Five five six nine six nine six. All right, I got to find out more about this Dinty Moors because Dinty Moors is obviously a place. And I don't know if Dinty Moors beef stew was a canned version of the beef stew served at Dinty Moore's in what looks like Quebec City. But Dinty Moore's is very much, I think, an American company, although I've never had it. Have you ever had Dinty Moore's beef stew? Have you ever had canned beef stew? Yeah, you know, long, long, long time ago I have. It's not. It's actually not bad. Look, you know, I've said it before. I have to find out who the person is who is... Um, upset with me for having tried the Hormel hot tamales. And I wish he would call because I've looked for the hot tamales that he suggested in the store and I can't find them. And I do want to find them because I do love tamales. I love tamales. Me too. Yeah. Oh, of course you do, Patty. We're, <laughs> we're separated. We are. Earth. We are. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, we do have to we do have to lead you. Well, a you bit. married you know, a gourmet. I married a country yeah, right. boy from Alexandria. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm thinking now that now that and then this is like I said, probably getting way ahead of myself. But someone sent an email saying that they wanted to go to another eat club, and I was just like, oh man, eat clubs are dead. But I'll bet you we could gather a number of people to go to that duck festival at Gabriel. I bet we could. And we would have to do it under the rules that if for whatever reason Tom is not able to go, that doesn't affect anything at all. This has to be a go with the flow kind of thing. Right. You know? So we'd love to have Tom go. If you want to go, that'd be great. We'd love to see you. And it would have to be just completely loosey-goosey like that. I think but that I would, would be fun. I would. I'm going to see in the next week or so how Tom does in several outings, and and it if it looks like it's good to go, we're going to set that up and see if we can do an eat club. If anyone is interested in joining us at Gabrielle for their duck festival this month. Let us know. I mean, if, if no one wants to go, you know, if, if the eat clubs are over for everyone else, then that's fine, too. But, you know, it used to be where the eat club wasn't an eat club unless there were 100 people. That's over. Yeah. If we had just a couple of, you know, we could go back to the original days of the eat club where there were only a table of, there was a table of 12 or something. I mean, that would be good. But the Duck Festival does actually sound pretty good. And I think that it would be fun to try and get a group to go. So the more my wheels start turning, the more trouble I'm going to get into. (laughs) But we're going to go ahead and and think about it as something that we maybe want to try to do. Oh, I just got a text. I'm interested. Okay, well, that's good. Then, Then I think we could be off and running. So as long as everyone knows that Tom may or may not show... I mean, if Tom doesn't show, my daughter can hang with him and I will go myself. But, you know, we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to shoot for it. I'm going to contact Greg. Send me his contact info, Patty, and I'm going to contact him. All right, that does it for the show today. Well, I was going to say 556 because I say that in my sleep, but we're done. So um, (laughs) happy anniversary to WGSO. It's their 75th year in business as the community voice of the Crescent City, the only locally owned news talk station. And now a 501c3 nonprofit, which means if you go and participate in their 75 for 75 campaign by going to the website, beautiful new website, WGSO.com, and clicking the yellow button that says donate, your donation to the 75 for 75 campaign will be tax deductible. So please go to WGSO.com and participate in the 75 for 75 campaign. We also have our happy anniversary to WGSO. We also have our own platforms here for the food show. We have nomenu.com, which predates the food show. Actually, not nomenu.com, but the New Orleans menu predates the food show. And nomenu.com came sometime when the internet showed up. But nomenu.com has Tom's 50-year body of work, which is quite voluminous, I will say. And there are extinct restaurants there. There are restaurant reviews. The list of all open restaurants is there. We have archival 
reams and reams of archival things about food in general and New Orleans food in particular. There are 400 plus some odd recipes that all come out. We have the podcast of the food show on the front page. If you've missed a portion of the show, you can get it there. Please tell a friend about the show. It is, um, you know, just loosey-goosey, as I say, twice in the same show. (laughs) But, you know, we just have fun talking about food. The only thing we like more than that is eating food. So, you know, it's not the cares of the world out there. that You will never hear the word vaccination on this show. You have my solemn word. That was the only time. So please... Uh, tell a friend about the show. I think they will be grateful and will thank you for it. Let's see. We also have the newsletter. If you go to the website in the top right section, there is something called register. And if you register, you will get the newsletter, which comes out twice a week, delivered to your inbox. We are struggling at this time. I will just admit that up front uh, with Tom coming home from the hospital. And I hope to resume the newsletter soon. If not, you can consider it your support for Tom's hard work all of these years. But we'll be back at some point. We also have our Instagram at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. Tim McNally is up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. We will be back at the same time, 2 o'clock tomorrow. It is 4 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans.